0: Support for the Craft Music Discovery Podcast is provided by Dream Spectrum Marketing. Over 80% of customers search for local business online. Dream Spectrum Marketing helps your customers find you before your competition by utilizing SEO, site optimization, and online content marketing, including social media and blogging. If you want to increase your business and beat your competition online, contact Dream Spectrum Marketing at 1-800-291-2924 or go online now to dreamspectrum.com. Dream Spectrum Marketing, turning your ideas and dreams into realities. Indie music gets a new flavor. This is the Craft Music Discovery Podcast, your introduction to new and emerging acts in music, presented by the Appetizer Radio Show and the Dream Spectrum Media Podcast Network. Hey, I'm D. Grant Smith, musical chef and host of The Appetizer Radio Show. Music discovery is what I do on our radio program, and this podcast is dedicated to plugging you into new and emerging talent worth discovering and sharing. Relationships are one of the main subjects in all of songwriting, from romance to love lost and everything in between. Songwriters known and unknown cover the gambit of experiences in romantic, family, and friendly relationships. Since 2005, one indie act has traversed a road less traveled and, in the process, spearheaded the creation of a new genre of music divorce rock. William Fitzsimmons, known for his voluptuous beard, lilting vocal quality, and layering of electronica beats into soft acoustic folk ballads, put himself on the map with two releases that both dealt with a very serious subject the divorce of his parents. Until When We Are Ghosts and the follow-up Goodnight both tell the beginning-to-end story of he and his siblings coming to terms with their parents split. William is not a songwriter of conventional means. His upbringing consisted of music in a way most of us are unfamiliar with. Both mother and father are blind, so sound had a more elevated and pronounced value in their household with instrumentation as a form of communication as well as entertainment. This dynamic led him back to music after pursuing a career in psychology. The profession helped steer some of the subject matter of his later musical endeavors, including 2011's Gold in the Shadow. After enrolling in college to train to be a counselor, William returned to his music upbringing, and that led to his journey into songwriting.
1: Yeah, went off to went off to college. I was going to be a going be a psychologist or a teacher or something like that. And um, got a degree in that and uh, worked for several years and um, actually went back to graduate school and um, got a, a master's degree in counseling and I was, I was all set up to be a, uh, gonna be a therapist. <clears throat> and um, somewhere uh, in that process I kind of started to um, pick up the music a little bit more. More seriously, I, I bought some cheap recording gear and ended up um, making a uh, bunch of songs putting a bunch of songs together um, that um, yeah that I, I'd written over kind of the, the, the past several years leaving out the ones that were really really awful like leaving out that, were, <laughs> that were at least okay there was more of the awful ones than the okay ones but yeah and then um, yeah I guess just one day I, I was kind of talking to a friend and I decided to put some um, put some songs on the internet on, uh, on MySpace and um, I guess that's, that's kind of uh, fast-forward to today, and, and that's sort of how I guess where I am at the moment.
0: The relevancy of his career path in counseling connects directly to the human story told in music. The struggles and dark aspects of human nature help to contribute to a storytelling perspective unlike other songwriters.
1: It, you know, it's usually for me, it's usually, uh, it usually ends up being emotions, even more than situations. I think that uh, they end up lending inspiration to, um, to the writing uh, it's you know it's just a feeling you get when you kind of think on a on a past memory or, or you're you know going through something at a moment or you know even from from a, a TV show or a movie or uh, another song you know anything a book just just about anything that you would come across that, that evokes something and, and you know for me up to this point it's ended up being the stuff that's uh, you know it deals with with struggles and difficulties and, and, and kind of the, more the painful stuff and. I don't know that that's been intentional, but um, I, I suppose, you know, maybe because of counseling. Um, you know, people don't, they don't want to pay you money uh, for therapy when they're doing great. <laughs> right. And they have much good things to tell. You know, that's the stuff you go tell a friend. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I suppose, um, you know, I, I don't think I've, I've been through any more suffering than than anybody else. I mean, there's millions of people that have been through uh, you know, a heck of a lot worse than I have. Um, but. But I, I've certainly talked to enough people to see kind of that, uh, you know, the flip side of the happy coin. So, yeah, it really is. Uh, you, you can draw it from just about anything if, you're, if you're, you know, your eyes are open and your heart's open.
0: We've talked on, uh, on this program in particular about how music is a necessary tool for processing through um, the different uh, elements of life, both joy and sorrow and happiness and sadness. Uh, how would you say that music has been Sort of that, um, that counselor or that, that medium for you?
1: That's Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point and a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all, you know, it's always been a part of my life. Uh, I grew up, um, in a home and, uh, was raised by blind parents. My parents are both blind. Um, you know, music was, music was important. I, I don't want it to sound, I don't know if it'll be it'll be cliche because there have to be a lot of people that would have done the exact same thing. But um, music was was a part of, of life in the house, not just because everybody was musically inclined because there was instruments, but um, uh, it was a way that we could all you know kind of communicate on the same on the same plane. Um, you know, if you look at it very very fundamentally, you know, I experienced the world in a different way than. than my my parents did. Um, But, you know, musically, um, we could all be kind of... uh, We're all speaking the same language. Music is a therapeutic thing. I I think you'd have to be a fool to say that it's not in some way. Um, You know, I kind of wonder sometimes that that it can be used to, uh, you know, kind of keep you in a certain place. So, I I mean, uh, sometimes I'll... You know, if you're feeling particularly... um, Self pitying, or or, or self loathing, or or depressed, or or anxious. You know, uh, I think sometimes you'll you'll choose music that will actually uh, confirm those feelings and kind of let you sort of sit in them, which sometimes is good. You know, um, so it's weird. I think there's a double edged sword there. Um, Sometimes music is, is is wonderful and it's therapeutic, and other times I think it can actually sort of be a be a hindrance, maybe to. The changing or growing or something like that. With the broad scope that I was painting, like, I mean, let's say I've, I'm having a rough go with something, I'm struggling through, uh, you know, a relationship difficulty, I'm, I might then seek out music online or in, in my own, you know, in my own collection, uh, which would sort of allow me to, to, to sit in those, in those feelings, to sit in that depression and, uh, you know kind of wallow in it in a way um, it, not that it's a one to one relationship I don't think that if you're feeling sad you should go listening, you should go listen to happy music and then everything's better I don't think it works like that um, I don't know I, I just think it's like with any other you know creative medium it, you can actually you can use it to grow up or you can use it to stay put you know right, right where you are and, and not grow up um, but I think it's kind of you know
2: depends on, depends on how you use it she said.
0: Speaking with William in 2008, we talked about the overall goal of his initial album and his attempt at writing love songs. Where that journey ended in exercising his own demons.
1: I mean, you know, the the style is probably is probably informed by uh, by a few a few things, all of which were important. I wouldn't know, you know, which one was more influential, but um, you know, the one thing is um, one thing would have to be the. Uh, you know, the restrictions I had in making music, it just um, uh, you know recording it all myself, producing it, and everything. Um, you know I, I play several instruments, but I don't play everything. Um, and even you know I was recording just in a um, you know a, a really small upstairs kind um, of uh, study you know bedroom for the first two records. And so so any you know the constraints I had uh, were definitely. <laughs> influence um and you know there's always the music that i listened to growing up and and, you know a lot of it was folk music and um you know mostly really stripped down kind of acoustic stuff and um and a lot of it i suppose had a have i was drawn to had a confessional element to it it had a very evocative element to it like um like fire and rain i was listening to james taylor a little bit yesterday and you know, I mean, a song that was that was written about this really, really horrible experience that he went through, um, of having the girl that he was with, you know, die and that he was Crash and everything. And, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's a beautiful song. I don't think you necessarily get depressed when you listen to it, but anyways, but but songs like that, that, that really, they, they just make you feel something. You can't even you can't help but feel something. I wanted to create that, um, in my own way and, um so that I could experience those feelings and, and you know, maybe if it worked, other people could uh, experience them
0: too. Songwriting changed for William in 2011 with the release of Derivatives, featuring a different kind of writing that told a broader human story and not so much a personal one. It also featured collaborations with Brooke Fraser and a cover version of Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. So
2: brave at
0: drinking in, Lost my
2: discretion. It's not what I'm used to. Just wanna try you on. I'm curious it's for you. Caught my attention. I kissed a girl. I liked it. Taste of a cherry chopstick.
0: Covers have since become a feature in not only Williams' subsequent single releases, but a way that he relates to music as a whole. In 2012, we sat down in the studio with him and talked more in-depth on the role covers play in his songwriting. But I I noticed, uh, you said you took some time off from writing, in that what I got from you, uh, as far as music, in that kind of off time was a lot of cover songs. (laughs) I know that... uh, one of the last times we talked... Sorry um, about that, by the way. No, I was going to ask you about covers. Uh, Rosie told me that you have, or had at the time, a penchant for Celine Dion. And um, I thought that was hysterical. Uh, but I, um, some of the songs She's I picked up... a great up, singer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> a James Taylor cover. Yeah. Uh, Bob yeah. Dylan. Uh, my favorite, the Katy Perry uh, a sure. girl song. Sure. Um, I'm curious... If the covers are not just kind of a kind of uh, tip of the proverbial hat to these bands and artists that you like, but also just kind of a way to have a sigh of relief musically
3: yes it, it's, it's a it's a palate cleanser you know it's that um, what is it the, the, the sorbet you know at, at the end of a meal like before you do the um, you know the, the real dessert and the dessert liqueur like it's th- that going back to old songs that I grew up with is a wonderful exercise in so many ways but the, one of the biggest things it does is it it um it erases everything it's like you're shaking an, an edge of sketch you know you go back to square one and you think okay what do i want to what do i want to communicate what do i want to do because it's so easy to get in those feedback loops and you start you, you know you play the same things and you're exploring the same emotions and you know whether it's Katy perry or, or you know bob dylan they're about about in the same uh, <laughs> same area right um You're, same genre, yeah. You're, you're cleansing your palate and you're, you're, you're just hitting a reset button on your brain. And, and, and that's, you have to be a student. If you want to be a good writer, you have to be a student of, of music. There's, it's, it's extremely rare that you'll have a, a very young person become a great writer very soon. Uh, And when they do, you can sure as heck bet that they were, they were already listening to really meaningful music at a very young age. So that's, you know, people that are unwilling to, to, to go back and explore old catalogs of music or they're, they're only robbing themselves of, you know, of, of
0: growth. Is it, is it just stuff that you grew up on? Um, is that it, that you're drawn to as far as cover songs or is there other stuff?
3: Uh, it's, it's that. And I, I kind of, I'm a little bit, I think the, the whole like ironic acoustic cover thing, it's a, it's a little bit played out and, it, um, you know, I, maybe I indulge that even personally a little bit too much, but it's, it's there's something fun about um, drawing meaning out of a song that most people assume is rather devoid of meaning. Um, some really wonderful artists, you know, they do that all the time. Uh, but it's 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 just kind of you know reimagining a song is a, a really cool experience because you're you're translating it into a different language and it can mean different things to different people when you do that. Um, but I uh, you know it, it's it's a doing cover songs is a weird balance because if you do something. It's so well defined. You know, if you play a Beatles song, you're almost sure to, to screw it up because it's just never gonna be as good as the original. And on the flip side, if you do something really, you know like really poppy and and, and bubblegum, um, you know you have to you, you run the risk of uh, just making it even more vapid than it was to, to begin with.
2: Do some things that owe me When get back and show me gonna like you don't know me. And I got not
0: Moving into the past few years, songwriting aspects on a Fitzsimmons album have included, strangely enough, subject matter more in line with the psychology of his old career path. Take this song that he performed with Jake Long in studio with us in 2011. Uh, this one's
3: particularly about um, eating disorder and uh, sort of inability to come to terms with, uh, with yourself as a, a physical, physical person. It's called Beautiful Girl. One two three, two two three.
2: Unfur your gown A distant the skin I knew you My God, the sun, the wind don't spare your bones, reveal your crime, beautiful girl, let the sunrise come again, beautiful girl. Beautiful girl Let the sunrise come again Beautiful girl Beautiful girl Let the weight of the world resign You will get better
0: In 2014, the release of Lions was welcomed, the first full-length original album from William Fitzsimmons in over two years. Containing the single titled Fortune, William continues to add depth in both musical layering and original storytelling to his unique contribution to indie songwriting.
2: Fortune in the furrow On the other side Wrap ourselves in blankets Crossing of a bridge So am
0: Pick up all of William's albums on iTunes as well as his website, williamfitzsimmons.com. Listen to his and other superb songwriters in a variety of styles each week with me, D. Grant Smith, on the Appetizer Radio Show, heard on radio outlets around the world and online at appetizerradio.com. And you can go beyond the music of the mainstream's pop hits on the One Hit Wondering podcast with my friend John Mark Latham, a part of the Dream Spectrum Podcast Network information at dreamspectrum.com This is the Craft Music Discovery podcast and it is presented by the Appetizer Radio Show and is a part of the Dream Spectrum Media Podcast Network
2: What I do remember. What I do is What I do remember. This has been a production of the Dream Spectrum Media
3: Podcast Network.